0: Welcome to the Witchy Work Wishes podcast, a place to find your weekly inspiration for bringing your personal witchcraft practice into your business, work, and office. Welcome to Witchy Work Wishes. I am your host, Charlene, and you're joining me today for episode number 17, all about ring magic. Before I begin, I always like to pull three things I did over the weekend to help with my witchcraft practice. In the first one, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I have my first ever tarot deck. And if you know me and hear my familiar crows outside cheering me on as I record many of the podcast episodes, you'll totally understand how elated I am to have a crow deck. The artwork alone is so incredibly beautiful and meaningful to me. So this one is created by M.J. Cullinan, and it says paying homage to the mystical energy of crows and ravens. Crow Tarot invites us to fly through the veil and connect with our intuitive powers. So I am taking the time to know my deck and become connected to it. I am certainly visually drawn to the cards, but I want to become emotionally and spiritually connected to them as well so I have touched every card. I have looked at each image on each card and have spent time holding the cards to connect to them. I have not yet asked a question, (laughs) but with Imbolc happening this Wednesday, as this airs, I do want to tie into the moon energy and Imbolc energy this coming weekend to ask my first question. So, Speaking of Imbolc, happy Candlemas Day. This Ring Magic episode is airing on the first day of Imbolc. Now, part of my 2023 goals is to embrace the seasons more and work with the wheel of the year in connection to my personal practice. So this weekend, I made a wonderful loaf of rustic whole wheat bread to celebrate Imbolc. Now, side note, I have been practicing this and having lots of trials and errors. (laughs) I have learned to start this process early in the morning so the dough has multiple hours to rise. It really has to be first thing before I do anything else. So it's hard to wait that long, um, but it really does give me a perfect loaf at the end of the, uh, the, end of the day. Um, I do have a picture of the end result up on Instagram. I did make this bread over the weekend since I know I won't have time on Wednesday or Thursday to do it. But I did make it with the energy of celebrating in bulk, and I cut Brigid's cross into the top of the loaf uh, before baking it. I had my white candle lit and said thank you to Brigid as I did my kitchen magic and baking. The third thing I did uh, this weekend was to do a full home cleaning. Also, of course, in the spirit of Imbolc. I am actually breaking these steps down into two weekends. This past weekend, I sorted, I organized, and you know I put things away, including a bunch of Yule decorations I still had in a room ready to box up. So I did a light cleaning, um, I did not do any cleansing. I am saving that for this coming weekend. So this coming weekend is a biggie for me. There's gonna be a bunch of stuff I'm going to be doing. I, um, I unfortunately was not able to reschedule my surgery. So it is still on for Monday the 6th, so it's happening. Um, it's unfortunately gonna be a full moon and not a good time to do surgery. I don't have a choice, this is not an elective surgery. So I'll be working extra hard this coming weekend on you know protection spells and good energy for not only a good day of surgery on Monday, but a healthy recovery for the entire week. All right, moon status this week. Our beautiful moon is waxing this Wednesday and she is in her give us phase, which is gearing up for her big showing this coming weekend. Uh, for now though, it's a good time to get clarity on what is working. If you are not sure where to put your energy, ask the moon for help and guidance. It just as the moon is getting stronger and fuller right now, your growth and your personal discovery can gain strength, momentum, and power too. If you can, carve out some quiet time to, you know, to work with the moon this week, focus on you know, maybe motivation, production, um, inspiration, and creativity. Think about your friendships, uh, think about love, attraction, and growth. So this week is all about becoming clear on what is working and what is not. Okay, rings and the magic of rings on our fingers. This is a totally, totally new area for me. And what I was curious enough about to research more on and do a full podcast about. So yes, ring placement matters. <laughs> I knew about the ring finger on our left hand, or you know, for most cultures it's on the left hand, and how it symbolically represents engagement and marriage. But I didn't know each of our other fingers meant something too. Well, now I do, and I am sharing it with you. I'm honestly a little surprised by how much information there is on this area, specifically the pinky finger and the powerful statement it had, and still has, with men. That alone could be a podcast since it's so rich in history. You know, if you love the gangster movies like I do, my favorite line... Um, You'll see in almost all of them, The Godfather, uh, Casino, Goodfellows, uh, Soprano series, on and on and on, that the head mafia guys always wear a pinky ring finger. So these men of honor and criminals use the strong history of the pinky ring finger to help form their legitimacy and status. Now, I have two boys, uh, both in their early 20s, and this topic is one I'll be circling back to. It has peaked my interest. (laughs) I don't know if I'll do a separate podcast on it, but certainly for more personal knowledge, I would like to learn more about it and share it with my boys. So rings are so, so pretty. And unless you have some serious fight club hardware on your fingers, your rings more than likely have no practical value to them. What they do have is a lot of emotional value, maybe some cultural and family value, and certainly they have symbolic value. In looking back on history, we read about most cultures having rings. They may have been you know associated with different meanings, but they all had rings. So archaeologists found what they believed to be a ring made of mammoth bone. Now this dates back like way, way back to the Paleolithic period, which is something like twenty one thousand years ago. Now could it have been a just a ring figure, uh, but not something used on a finger?, eh, Probably. Uh, but it does seem to be the oldest ring actually found to date. So Egyptians are one of the first known cultures to use rings on fingers, and I believe this goes back uh, like five or six thousand years ago. Uh, their first rings were either made of you know, woven weeds, we weed, weeds, woven reeds of grass, <laughs> or made of leather. That was a tongue twister. Uh, rings have been found in the tombs of ancient Egyptians, which has given us you know more details about how they used the jewelry. Now, in later years, the Egyptians used stones like amethyst, uh, turquoise, and carnelian, and were found to have engravings actually on the inside of the ring with symbols of protection and titles. For the Romans, rings were a symbol of their seal and were first made of iron. Later, they made their rings of gold, which was a direct indication of their wealth and status. As we move to the Middle Ages, we see a lot more jewelry worn and rings on just about every finger. Now, back then, the stones um, used were garnets, rubies, uh, rock crystals, and sapphires. In the 15th century, rings got more embellished. We can see the rings having flowers or dragons or other design work created around the stone. This is also when uh, signet rings were highly used. Now, a signet ring is one that has a family symbol on it. And signets were also used as seals for wax, you know, the wax closure of things and that had the family symbol on it. So, on to the Renaissance. Uh, by now, rings had become very elaborate and had beautiful designs to them. Not that the earlier rings didn't have beauty, but the level of, you know, craftsmanship that the Renaissance period brought to rings was incredible. And, and ringmaking actually then turned into a trade and was held by those who you know were creative and artistically gifted <laughs> so rings are almost always in a circle shape like 99 percent of the time in circles have no beginning they have no end there are no sharp corners or sides circles are limitless and can hold very sacred meanings in many cultures they show unity eternity um, symmetry Now for more modern religions like Christianity, a ring can be a symbol of monotheism representing their singular God. In many religions and spiritual beliefs, a circle will represent protection. Circles are cast for protection before doing witchcraft spells. And we often reference the circle of life or the circle of the year, which is the wheel of the year, right? In the form of a circle. So the sun is a circle, the moon is a circle, planets and so on, Uh, we have circles everywhere. So to have them on our hands and our rings shaped like them too, you know, it just makes sense. Not only for the physical comfort of them perfectly circling our fingers, but the many, many ways we can tie our emotional, cultural, family, and symbolic values to our hands. Okay, let's move over to rings in our community. So rings in our practice really follow the planets and elements closely. There's some generally accepted guidance on this which I have pulled. Now our right hand and our left hand each hold different energy as a whole. So the right hand is what we give, you know, what energy we send out. And our left hand is what we received, what energy we take in. Now that's going to work if you are right-handed, you know that your right hand is your dominant. Um, Now if you're left-handed, you know your left hand is your dominant. Just switch them. (laughs) Uh, So keep in mind that when thinking about rings on your fingers, the hand you choose to wear the ring on will also affect the message and the energy. So let's start with our thumb. Our thumb symbolizes strength. This is our character definition, freedom and willpower. Good stones for our thumb will be the moonstone, diamond, and amethyst. Uh, You can also use the garnet, caneleon, and ruby here. This is the only finger that does not have a planet associated with it and um, one that is not named after a Roman god. So that said, the connection our thumb has to the inside of our palm, you know that fatty bulky area directly below the thumb, um, called the Mount of Venus, well that represents love, sympathy, and grace. Uh, For the elements though, it's natural, so you get to choose. The index finger. This is our water element finger. Um, index finger will show our authority and our leadership. It will show our ambition, our self-esteem, and our confidence. Um, it's usually our pointing finger. Uh, good stones on our index finger will be tourmaline, Lapis Lazuli, Peridot, Opal, and Emeralds. And you can also use Amethyst and Blue Topaz here. The index finger is associated with Jupiter. So Jupiter is known for confidence and wisdom and leadership. So middle finger this is our earth element finger this is our individuality finger it will show um, you know, self-worth beauty our personal identity responsibility and our life purpose so good stones for this finger are going to be garnet Onks, agate uh, topaz tiger's eye and jade so the middle finger is associated with saturn and it's hard not to think of using this symbolic finger to show our anger Saturn uh, can certainly represent when we are non-verbally telling someone where they can go. So knowing the middle finger is our Saturn finger just makes sense. Ring finger. This is our fire element finger. The ring finger is our love finger. It will show our relationships, our creativity, our love and beauty, and our adventure. Good stones for our ring fingers are going to be the obvious, the diamond, but also garnet, ruby, and pink tourmaline. The ring finger is associated with the sun, which gives us ambition and success. So our little pinky finger, this is our air element finger. Our pinky is our communication finger. It will show our intelligence and our um, intuition. Good stones for our little pinky finger will be the blue topaz, sapphire, and aquamarine. Our planet for our pinky is Mercury, which is all about communication. Okay, so we know our fingers and what elements and planets go with them, along with some good suggestions on stones. But wait, there is more. Balance is key. If you stack your rings, which I love doing, um, there is a certain art to it. If you mix your metals or if you wear multiple stones... Being deliberate in the placement and you know, wearing of your rings will generate the best energy of them. So think about which hand you're using right? first, that's your first step, giving the energy or receiving it when you put your rings on. The energy you either want to give or receive will be enhanced by the finger you then choose. Want even more energy? <laughs> well, the days of the week are also associated with the planets, and aligning your ring finger placement to them will give you that boost. So not every planet of the week has a finger, but you can also pull the energy of that planet and the stones to help give you that boost too. So Monday is the moon, Tuesday is Mars, Wednesday is Mercury, Thursday is Jupiter, Friday is Venus, Saturday is Saturn, and Sunday is the sun's day. Now, we all gravitate towards, you know, the pretty stones and crystals, most people do, Um, But even if it's not um, for the energy behind the stone, it could just be for the beauty of it, right? But in our practice, metals have power. They really have been a staple in alchemy and magic for years. So we have gold, silver, copper, lead, iron, and tin. Now, gold is masculine, right? It's associated with the sun. Gold helps us connect to our protection um, levels, our health, and our wealth. So silver is feminine, and it's associated with the moon. So silver helps connect us to the spirit realm, our psychic abilities, divination, and wisdom. Copper is feminine, and it's associated excuse me, with Venus. Uh, copper helps us connect to love, connect to balance, and beauty. Lead is a masculine metal, and it is associated with Saturn. Now, lead is toxic. So it is linked with death and transformation. Iron is a masculine metal and is associated with Mars. Now with this one, you're going to connect with power, uh, determination, and you know, pure force when using it. So lastly, we have tin, which is also a masculine metal and it's associated with Jupiter. So this metal will connect us to wisdom, uh, education, and philosophy. Now, how about bringing some of that ring magic into our work? Well, what type of work you do will probably greatly affect what type of rings, if any, you can wear while on the job. Now, for me, I have a desk job. I am on the computer all day long, and I am typing away on my keyboard for most of it. So short nails are important for me, but unlike bracelets, which totally get in my way, I am able to wear what I want for rings. It's just a you know, comfort level. So for you though, you may be limited on wearing jewelry in general, um, or might have restrictions on rings at your job. But if you don't, here are a couple of ideas. So leadership skills. If you are specifically looking to enhance your leadership skills at work, use the energy of your index finger. This is Jupiter's finger and all about self-confidence and communication and leadership. Uh, Second one I have is balance. Now, if you're looking to bring balance into your job, use the energy of your middle finger. This is Saturn's finger and all about high and low, you know, good and bad, what happens above, what happen below, right and wrong, you know, the balance of it all. So uh, grab your clear quartz uh, for this one and think of the earth. This finger can also be used to show independence and discipline. So speaking of balance, don't throw all of your rings on one hand. The third thing I have is, um, you know, the balance of the placement of the rings. Now, if you're wearing a single ring and only have one on, you know, for sure, put it wherever. That means something. (laughs) But what you don't want is five rings on one hand and then no rings on the other hand. You know, balance them out. Stacking looks amazing, but think about the message that you are either sending out or asking to receive and how many rings you have on to do it. So fourth, um, rings go on last when you're getting ready for work. Really, honestly, do everything else first. Totally get ready, be ready to walk out that door, and then put your rings on. When you come home, take them off. You don't want to shower with them. You don't want to have like a bunch of lotion on them. Um, you know, for that matter, sports, cleaning products, even gardening. You know, can do damage to your rings. So be careful. Be respectful of which you're putting on your fingers and the carrying of them. So fifth, I have go for the metals, I mean, except for lead. <laughs> but if you have rings um, with metal only, it could be a powerful look and feeling. I certainly gravitate to the silver. That's what I have always loved. But I know on certain days of the week, you know, like Tuesday, which is Mars Day, I am ready for battle and I usually wear gold jewelry to work. Well, I know I'm just glazing over the top of this subject, and if you are into palmistry at all, you are probably laughing right now at how much I didn't cover or do justice to. (laughs) And I do apologize, but it's a quick overview of how much the placement of your rings matter, um, what type of stone you wear matters, and the metal your rings are made of matter. I know I'm gonna be reading more on the pinky ring, both for men and women, as there is so much history on just that specific finger, but I'm also gonna read up more on palmistry in general and how the layout of our hands and fingers relates back to so many other things. I really do find it fascinating how connected everything is and how powerful we can be when we align things correctly. So I do have a poem for you today and how could I not take this one from the most famous ring of all, uh, Lord of the Rings by J.R.R. Tolkien, and it goes. Three rings for the eleven kings under the sky, seven for the dwarf lords in their halls of stone, nine for the mortal men doomed to die, one for the dark lord on his dark throne in the land of Mordor where the shadows lie, one ring to rule them all, one ring to find them, one ring to bring them all and in the darkness bind them. In the land of Mordor, where the shadows lie. Well, thank you for joining me today. I know this was a quick episode. Uh, Next week's podcast is all about Friday being Venus Day, which I have strategically placed right before Valentine's Day. Um, That is all I have for you this week. I will talk with you next week. Thank you for joining me today at Witchy Work Wishes a place to find your weekly inspiration for bringing your personal witchcraft practice into your business, work, and office. For more information and additional content, please visit me online at witchyworkwishes.com. If you want to send me a personal note, please email me at info at And of course, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Just search for Witchy Work Wishes.